3: Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 1057 The Fan.
4: Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. It is featured on his Friday. It's chosen by you, the people. O-A-R. Anything you want to hear from them. Send a request. Board Tax Line. We'll play it for you. Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, rated nine and a half point favorites at Arizona. Coming up on Sunday Cardinals have lost four in a row. Ravens have won two straight. Coming off their most impressive win by far of the season. Here to talk about that and more. Covers the Ravens and the NFL, obviously, for the Baltimore Banner. He's on the WGK Law. Guest Hotline joins us every Friday. He's your friend and ours. He's Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, good morning. What's happening?
5: Morning, guys. How you doing?
4: Doing all right. In this uh, the Michigan... What's his name? Stallions, Stalin, Stallions. <laughs> Joseph Stalin or stallions, whatever his name oh. is. Well, it kind of reaches. Well, you got, let's see. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh's John Harbaugh's brother. You got Mike McDonald was there for a year in ann arbor Mm -hmm. and even back in college park now josh gaddis was the oc there so as maryland's trying to avoid distractions losing two in a row i know mcdonald you guys addressed it with him yesterday this michigan thing seems to be the tentacles are reaching a lot here locally unfortunately yeah, I mean,
5: I I'm not going to be the one to ask John Harbaugh about how this is all going because it doesn't <laughs> affect my job. But uh, there are definitely people in the Ravens media contingent uh, who might have to ask uh, some, some national reporters, uh, some folks who are responsible for, for you know, asking the, the necessary parties what the hell is going on with all this. Um, John's been a little bit terse this week, uh, not super forthcoming. So I don't know if today would be the day of all days to ask him how the biggest scandal in college football uh, is uh, being perceived on the home front. But if it does, boy, I'd, it would be interesting.
4: <laughs> yeah, we noticed the terseness on Wednesday. But uh, they get away from Jerry that. Coleman would ask it. Uh, in a, we're in a Michigan <laughs> hat, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he'd have his, like like, uh, Tom Brady jersey on doing it. But uh, Roquan came back. Roquan Smith, of course, yesterday to practice. He said, hella high water paraphrase. He's going to be ready to rock and roll. Heading into this game, give our listeners, Jonas, a status report on the Ravens health-wise as we're approaching, believe it or not, almost the halfway point of the season.
5: Things are good, man. Things are good. Roquan was back. Uh, full participant, Keaton Mitchell, Uh, Was practicing, obviously, you want to take some time. You want to take some care with that hamstring injury. I think he was only limited yesterday, but only Marcus Williams was missing. And obviously, they have not necessarily needed him in in any game uh, that that Geno Stone's been available for. So uh, the Cardinals are banged up. The Ravens are healthy. Uh, You know, I think a bit of validation, perhaps, for John Harbaugh, who obviously had to deal with a lot of questions about the injury situation and was, you know, pretty optimistic because even the soft tissue injuries were, were minor, and I, I think we're, we're seeing the, the belief in, you know, the train staff and the strength and conditioning crew and, and everything kind of bear out right now because they are in good shape, and they're, they're bullying teams uh, physically along the, along the defensive line and offensive line as well.
3: Hey, Jonas, three of the last four games, Arizona's defense have given up well over 100 yards to one wide receiver. If that follows suit, which wide receiver for the Ravens gets well over a hundred yards.
5: Oh man. I mean, I guess the odds on favor would have to be Zay. Um, But I was, it's funny you bring that up Vinny, because I was kind of looking at some of the ESPN metrics that they have. And, you know, they, they do these receiver tracking metrics, which are, which are pretty cool. And like, you know, AI based and stuff like that. And one of the components of it was this thing called open score, which is basically, how open are you getting? Mm-hmm. And Zay was obviously number one uh, on the Ravens. I think he was like 17th or something in the NFL among qualifying receivers. But the Ravens were the only team in the AFC North to have three receivers in the top 50 in the NFL. It was Zay, it was Odell, and then even Aguilar was in the top 50. You know, maybe Bateman would have made it if he had enough catches to qualify, but I, I think. Despite everything that's happened with injuries, despite some of the, you know, uh, kind of hand-wringing about, is this receiving core actually that good? They are, you know, according to the, the nerds who are making these stats, they're getting open. So I think when you put all that together with the fact that Lamar's coming off a heater, this Cardinals pass defense is one of the worst in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, it might, there might be two guys to go for 100 yards. I mean, who's to say that, that uh, we, we should just limit it to one?
3: Hey, Jonas, now, like, I, I watched the the film, and their receivers, I thought they played their best game by far. I actually texted Keith Williams and told him the same thing, you know, that, that I thought they played great. They played fast. They played explosive, you know, and they made plays. What what what'd you think from last week?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really encouraged by what I saw from – Bateman. Uh, yeah I, I, think I thought he, he used, i thought
3: he finally showed you know like his body language was good
5: yeah uh, and he's making catches i mean I guess it's it's kind of a somewhat of an indictment of, of where he is on certain routes where you know the 20 yarder or twenty five yarder that he that he caught in that first half he was the fifth read and not the first second or third read but you know that's that's just how Route progressions uh, develop sometimes, but if he can be if he can be a dude, or if he can even be you know 80% of what he was last year before he had that foot injury, then this is going to be a, a Ravens receiver room that is, that is well set up. I mean, I, I, I'm still not beyond the, the possibility that the Ravens could trade for a wide receiver just because of the Odell injury risk, because of the Rashad injury risk, because Nelson Aguilar over the second half of last year was a shell of what he was over the first half. You know, could they go and get either a breadwinner or another complimentary guy? But I think based on where the trend lines are for this wide receiver group, you've got to feel a lot better right now than you did two or three weeks ago.
3: Jonas, speaking of the trade deadline, the only thing, if, if they stay healthy through the Arizona game, the only thing that I really think that they need if they were to go get some is a blocking tight end.
5: Yeah, I was actually looking at some of the guys that they could get and i mean i don't know but i guess i don't really know how much value a quote-unquote blocking tight end would generate relative to what password or card would bring i know obviously power card is not going to be anywhere as dynamic a receiver as a blocking tight end that you're bringing in but how dynamic of a receiver could a blocking 10 tight end that you actually bring in be i mean I thought Ricard did a great job you mm-hmm. know, blocking up Hutchinson uh, a couple of times. We, yeah. We've known that they, they trust him to be just to put him out there on an island on, on play action, uh, you know, dropbacks where, where he is ending up with the the edge rusher and, and doing a good job with it. So I, I looked into it. There are some guys who could be had for, you know, probably not, not a whole lot, but I just think that I don't really know how much there is to gain there when you already have Pat Ricard who is, I think playing pretty well all things considered
3: now, like the, the talk about Derek Henry makes no sense to me, Jonas, because you know, the way Todd likes his, you know, he likes the speed guys outside and you got Gus bus.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I, I don't, I don't get why people talk about Derek Henry to the Ravens. Cause to me, it just doesn't make sense.
5: Yeah. You know, people have this fantasy football brain. It's, it's, it's disgusting to me personally. Uh, I, I, I understand that you – I understand the need to think about football the way people think about superheroes and, like, oh, if we get all these big names then we are just going to be this unstoppable Thanos of offensive football. But it doesn't work like that. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry would obviously be an upgrade over Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. But from, like, the macro and the micro perspective, unless you are really giving away a, only a late-round pick, to acquire him, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but if you look at just the running backs on Super Bowl winning teams over the past decade, mm-hmm. it is a who's who of guys who were good on their rookie contracts or have just like fallen into disrepair, just you know, devolved into the kind of scrap heap of NFL running backs. It's you know P- Pacheco, who was a, a you know sixth round pick last year for the Chiefs. It was Damian Williams for the Chiefs before that. It was Sony Michelle. Um, you know, even the Eagles last year behind that great offensive line didn't really have any breadwinners there at that running back position. So, that, you know, all of which to say isn't that you can't win a Super Bowl or a playoff game because of the talent that you have at running back. I just think it's an unwise investment of resources considering where this Ravens team is right now and where it's headed long term.
3: Hey, Jonas, um, have you seen Dobbs's stats over the last three games? I mean, he is declining rapidly
5: yeah it's not pretty i think first three weeks of the season uh he was like 19th in passing success rate which basically measures how well you're doing to produce uh you know positive value on plays and i think over the last four weeks he is bottom five in the nfl this is uh i think he's coasting a little bit on on some of the 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 the, the you know, the, the flames that he put up over over those first few weeks. And obviously, a lot of people watched him just take it to the Cowboys. But it's not a good receiving core. It's even less than it was last week because Ertz is now hurt mm-hmm. and not going to play. Uh, yeah, but the offensive line isn't great. I don't think Josh Dobbs has seen a whole lot of defenses as complex as Mike McDonald's. And, you know, the Ravens, I think, have the speed up front to. Limit like the scrambling of a a Josh Dobbs, or even the design run ability of a guy like Josh Dobbs. You know, something I wrote in wrote up in my preview today. They've allowed, I think, only one quarterback uh, in the Lamar era to rush for more than like twenty or thirty yards on design runs in a game. Um, One of those was Cam Newton. I think the other one was Josh Allen. But they are a really, really good defense against mobile quarterbacks, and I don't think Josh Dobbs considering the dearth of weapons that he has around him is going to be the exception to the rule in this case.
4: Jonas Schaefer, chances of an upset Sunday are what?
5: (laughs) I'm thinking slim to none. Uh, But the pessimistic part of my Ravens brain was like, you know, Jonas, there is a possibility that that this could just be Ravens, Dolphins, cover zero game all over again. But (sighs) I just don't see it. I think this Ravens team is in a much better place than that one was. Um, my prediction was like Ravens 30, Cardinals 10. It would not surprise me if the Ravens had to eke out a, a touchdown, uh, a margin of victory by a touchdown. But I, I just really like where, where this team is, and I don't think going on the road is going to make all that much of a difference in, in
4: the outcome here. Well, we'll close with a cliche. That's why they play the games. Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore. That's right. Eddie, give it Sunday. Iron sharpens iron. He's Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Jonas, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good good time out in Arizona. It's Vinnie and Haney, 1057. The fan will come back. It's the whip around. What happened in the world of sports last night? And historically, stay tuned for that. Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Bits of drama. College Park with the Maryland football program. In particular, off the field, which we'll address, and then basketball recruiting. Derek Queen's going to make his decision within the next week. How's Maryland look?
6: Why? Why? If you Why? have
4: T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot.
1: Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
6: Why? Why?
1: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop
7: credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old
1: man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
2: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
4: Getting there. Vinny and Hades with...
1: Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. Lotto 57 The the fan. Fan.
4: Top of the whip around here on this featured artist Friday. It is O A R. That's the selection. as chosen by you, the people. Pick your songs you and play them. Send your request plus four text line at 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Vacherato. Here on this lovely day. It's gonna be 80 degrees today. I can't wait. Let's whip around that. Might have to mulch some leaves later today. No, you know, it is what it is. You've got people coming over. You want to make sure. You want to give people the illusion that you care about your yard. That's what I'm going to have to do later today. Oh, beer will be involved, but that's a, a duh. That's like a duh. That's yeah. from Duh Magazine. Anywho, we digress. NBA last night. It was a doubleheader on TNT. Damian Lillard making his debut with the Bucks and... It was game time. Let's just put it that way.
1: Clear it out for Giannis.
4: If defends.
1: Giannis gets it back. Missed it again. Another chance. Lillard for three. There it goes.
4: Damian Lillard debut with the Bucks. 39 points. Eight rebounds as Milwaukee edges Philadelphia, 118-117. Milwaukee was in control there for most of the first half, and then the Sixers got themselves back into it. Second half, it became a very entertaining game for Soar. Tyrese Maxey at 31 in the losing effort for the Sixers, but Damian Lillard, Giannis and Tentacupo combined. Chris Middleton didn't have much of a game, so what's his role going to be? Who knows? But two teams that I think could have an interesting uh, season ahead of them, and Eastern powerhouses, yeah. I believe. I heard Giannis Bob talking
3: about that, like the, he doesn't feel the pressure, you know, of having to score all the time in critical games because he's got Lillard now.
4: And I saw the NBA also reading this morning because now, because of prime time games, mm-hmm. they want all the stars to be on the floor. And the Bucs told James Harden to hit the road. And now they're wondering what that was all about. I mean, really? Anyone that follows the sport at any level knows they call the general manager a liar, yeah. said he never wants to play there again. It's an irreparable relationship. They told him to stay home because he's a disruption to the team. So instead they have to spin it as though he's out of game shape and they just want to make sure he can run. They don't want him around because he's gonna he's gonna ruin the chemistry. And Kelly Ubery had a good game, by the way, off the bench. He probably so, is out of shape though. He went home for four or five. But days. what's he gonna do? Right. Is he gonna come in and be the, the number one team guy? He's made it perfectly clear. He wants out of Philadelphia. But anyway, also doubleheader last night. It was the Clippers, or excuse me, Lakers over the Suns. 195. Anthony Davis at 30 there. Kevin Durant, 39. Carrying the load. LeBron makes some huge plays down the stretch. No Devin Booker. No Bradley Beal, however, for the Suns. So that's happening there. Wizards open their home schedule against Memphis. Coming up on Saturday. NHL last night. Anaheim beat Boston 4-3 in overtime. It's not a loss in a traditional sense, but the Bruins are no longer perfect. They're 60 and 1 now.
3: Yeah, and Colorado we had some uh, other unbeaten They go got down. spanked last night. Yeah. Vegas zip. is Vegas is the only
4: one still standing. Yep, uh four-zip Pittsburgh over the Avalanche, Minnesota, the Wild 3-3 and 1 at the Caps tonight. Coming off that exciting win against yeah, the Yeah, and,
3: and you know what the Caps showed a pulse the other night. I mean, they played good for two periods, the uh, yeah they they were up three nothing, down four three after two, and then one six three. So which team is going to show up?
4: We'll do our picks later in the show for football, but the Big Ten schedule for this weekend. It's Vinny and Haney, one zero five seven the Fed. You got Indiana at Penn State. I'm guessing Penn State's Blowout. a little agitated, and no, they'll no. handle their business. Michigan State, what a debacle that season is. They're at Minnesota.
3: Minnesota's going to win again.
4: They're going to row the boat there. Purdue at Nebraska. Hey, the old Huskers have won four out of five. Only lost. They got dismantled by Michigan. But yeah. you know, Maryland's going to see them in a couple of weeks in Lincoln.
3: And, they're, and they'll have won five of six, Bob.
4: Yeah, because Purdue's scuffling here as Brahms now in Louisville. And then Ohio State, third in the country at Wisconsin Saturday night. 14 points is the spread. This could be an interesting game because Ohio State, does Marvin Harrison Jr. is brilliant. Yep. But where's the other where are the other weapons for them offensively? Yeah they don't
3: they don't have well the running back's back this
4: week. Oh okay.
3: You know, so that Bob, I've been I've been to Madison before when Barry was the coach, when they beat Ohio State there. I mean, and the crowd is like unbelievable.
4: Yeah, and it's you know getting colder in that part. I mean, it's yeah. eighty degrees here, but in Wisconsin. Remember, Maryland came off the bye last year. Oh, we went boy. to Madison, and they looked like they were still had they still had their suitcases in their hands, yeah. ready to turn around and leave. It's the whipper out idiot Haiti. 1057 the fan. This day in sports history locally. Today's October the twenty seventh, nineteen sixty-eight. Fifty five years ago. Memorial Stadium. Earl Morrill ran for a touchdown, threw two T D passes, one to Jimmy Orr and one to, to Tom Mitchell. As the Colts blew out the Rams 27-10, the Colts would go to the Super Bowl. We know the end of that story. But Earl Morrill would win MVP of the league that year. I'm more fascinated, the two coaches, Rams and Colts, Don Shula for Baltimore, yeah. George Allen for the L.A. Rams.
3: You know, it's you know funny because uh, you, you mentioned Shula, Bob, and, and John Leach, my neighbor who owns Pete Cycles, who, You know, so he was telling me last night, he says, he says, uh, Shula was his neighbor. He said, I used to hang out with David all the time.
4: Okay, because David Shula played for the Colts back in the early 80s. Yeah, because I said, so they live. He said, yeah, they live right by me. <laughs> and then a year ago today, Thursday night in Tampa, Ravens beat the Bucks 27-22. Lamar Jackson, touchdown pass to Kenyon Drake. hmm. Touchdown pass to Isaiah Likely. Oh, is that maybe... And then Devin DuVernay, a 15-yard TD run. Justin Tucker, two field goals. Uh, Ravens held off a late Tampa charge. Julio Jones caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. But 27-22 a year ago tonight, Thursday night, I believe, Vinny. Nolan, I think you were there. We were in Wall Chapel for this one? We were pretty far south because I remember a long drive. I think it was Wall Chapel in the late great Bubba from Bowie. Yeah. Stop by. yeah, I think you're right. Uh,
6: I believe that was a year ago tonight, Ravens. That was a up- long drive. Yes. Yes, but they right. had the crumble cookie. Chuck bought the crumble yes. cookies
4: down there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's video at seven. The fan, when we come back, Keith Cavanaugh, preview Northwestern. Talk about the drama with Josh Gaddis. And now, of course, with Kevin Sumlin. And a recruiting update for Kevin Willard, as we're, what, a couple of weeks away from the start of basketball season, November the 7th, against Mount St. Mary's. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. News from the nest coming up top of the hour. You want to get in prediction? Ravens at Arizona. was last? Last week of Mirage, or is this Ravens offense really capable of epic things? Is Lamar an MVP candidate? We're talking about that more.
2: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
8: Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or
4: wherever you get your podcasts. Here on The Fan.
1: The latest sports news, and your place to talk about it. Always. Always. 105.7 The Fan. 880-1057,
4: Vinnie 1057 the fan. Featured artist Friday. OAR is chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from them, send your request, Pods for text line at 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Vini Serrado, Jordan as he does every Friday. Maryland's off the buy taking on Northwestern basketball coming up in what? Less than two weeks. And he's gonna uh, he's gonna answer all of our questions. Best he can. Big O A R fan that he is. OP shorts, baby. Corduroy of that. WGK Law Guest Hotline brings us TerriBitTimes.com. Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, what's up?
8: Bob, how timely. Rockville's finest OAR, who three weeks ago I spent some quality time with down at Ocean City at the Ocean's Calling concert. <laughs> and they are big Turp fans, but uh, those guys are great. And uh, I know you're in your OP shorts, your flip-flops, and your – um, Puka shell necklace today. That's afternoon pushing, he will be. It's afternoon. Yeah. 80 degrees, <laughs> but OAR, great, great, um, great performance today there. Um, good pull there. But anyhow.
4: You're welcome. But uh, yeah. by the way, you mentioned OP shorts, not to digress too much. The OP Clotiroid. shorts. Yes, and I had them black ones with the red OP letters. The ones I wore when I was eighteen wouldn't fit on one leg, much less my entire body (laughs) at this time. But Keith Kavanaugh, Derek Queen, I know he's going to announce within the next eight days or so how we feeling about Kevin Willard pulling in, which would be the biggest recruit of his young tenure in Maryland, anyway.
8: Yeah, you could probably get a thousand dollars for those OP shorts on eBay right now. But anyhow, uh, Derek Queen was supposed to announce today that got delayed he's supposed to announce saturday um november 4th but now that's gotten delayed so now it may be the 8th or the 18th we never like to see these things drag obviously Bidding wars can ensue in this day and age. The lean still is Maryland. He had a great visit last weekend. He was up at the Ravens game. Um, Gary came out to the practice he was at um, at Xfinity. Always good to have all your assets lined up. But it's Maryland, Houston, Indiana. You know, the longer it drags, the more <clears throat> the potential for the Benjamins floating around mm. in these NIL days. So, He's the critical guy. It's got to happen, so we'll see. But unknown when he's exactly going to – verbalize his
4: decision <laughs> with, uh, this year's team, they start November 7th against Mount St. Mary's. Can you give us an idea based on what you've, uh, seen at practice? When uh-huh. the Intel says, what kind of team are we going to see more of the high flying athleticism type teams that Gary would win national championships with? Is this going to be a plotting team? They don't really have a strong inside presence. What kind of, uh, kind of, a offense, or are we going to see from Kevin Were Willard
8: sleep for the last two Friday episodes with me? When well, I told you they're going to be running, trapping, pressing, Keith, it's for
4: the in. audience. It's not for me. It's for the oh, listeners. Okay.
8: Here. Well, yeah. it was on the air, but um, yeah, running, trapping, pressing, they can go 10 or 11 deep uh, DHS. Blew up this week. He's probably taken over as the top freshman. I could see him at the <clears throat> two. Obviously, Jameer at the one. Kaiser at the three or Geronimo at the three, depending if they want to go small or big, and then Dante and Juju. Um, but, you know, he's got the great luxury of a lot of options. Don't forget Jameer Long. He's going to play a lot at the point. Um, you got Bachelor, who's hitting his three this um, camp and all. So, a lot of options, but <clears throat> up and down the floor, no doubt, because, you know, they still. Still lack true back to the basket post guys though Juju is um, you know he's played quite well and you got the young guys Caleb Swan rogers by the most improved guy uh as far as any player let alone big this off season
3: now Keith what about uh, the distractions are they gonna affect this terp team uh, tomorrow?
8: Yeah, so let me reprise the Clint Eastwood, the good, the bad, and the ugly on the bye week. The good news is you got four injured starters back, including two of your top three secondary players in Trader and Still. Uh, you've got Corey you your starting tight end back, and you've got Corey Bullock, probably your second or third best offensive lineman back, all back off the bye week. The good news also is Northwestern is pretty hapless and reeling right now. They barely held on to beat Howard two weeks ago. They've given up 30 sacks this year, including eight last week against Nebraska. They do have a little bit uh, in the linebacking crew. They have a stout front seven, you know, relatively speaking, but only one league win. Uh, But it's funky. It's an 11 a.m. start. Probably the place will be half empty. Maryland's coming off the bye weekend. Yes, Vinny. The two distractions this week during the bye week, when you're supposed to be down recruiting in Florida and your OC gets pinged for a DUI and is not traveling this weekend to the Northwestern game, um, Kevin Sumlin, not a good sign. And now Gaddis is getting caught up in this Michigan sign-stealing thing, and his name is being mentioned in all those stories, the other co-OC. So not a great bye week. <laughs> Refocus uh, after two very frustrating losses that they – just couldn't finish. I mean, you know, we've talked about the Iowa State and more galling the Illinois uh, game. Right now, Rutgers is ball eligible before Maryland. So, um, you know, that's some of the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, the ugly is if they pop, you know, let down and play down to the competition yet again and somehow lose tomorrow. That would be an epic uh, meltdown, which I don't see happening. But let's get some rhythm, some consistency. How about some more? offensive play calling uh, in sync and, or a more, um, you know, an identity to what this offense is going to be too many fits and starts too many self-inflicted, but it is good. They've got four key, key starters back this week off of injury.
3: Well, the other thing that I like when we talked to locks the other day, Keith, you know, he's going to be coaching a position and, you know, probably be much more involved in the offensive play calling. It sounds like. Well, that's, yeah,
8: <laughs> because of this week's issues. But um, play calling has been way too conservative. I don't know if they don't trust Leah when they're deep in, back at uh, their end zone to their back and it's a critical situation and they run three runs in a row, then four runs in a row, when you're down by seven or ten points and you don't trust him to put it in the air. So I think locks may take some more chances, and we're at the point now um, – You got to go establish the run game, you know. Um, uh, This would be a fine week to do that. Uh, Hemby needs more touches. Dijus yes, needs does. more catches. Um, so we want to see an identity emerge. You're five and two. You could very well be, you know, seven and zero. Oh, though it's a little bit of a reach. And you know, no one thought they'd go out to Ohio State and win that. Though they had the chance. And now, after we watched Penn State last week and you know, next week's, uh, their offense is absolutely putrid. Their defense is spectacular. So that'll be an interesting matchup next week here. And hopefully the fans come out. But Clearly, a bit of the bubble was burst. Um, you're 5 and 2. You better get bowl eligible this week uh, at Northwestern. And no let, let down, slip up, sleepwalking at that early uh, kickoff tomorrow.
4: Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Joins us every Friday, video in 105.7 The Fan. Last thing, and we'll keep it football related, special teams, and in particular, place kicker. Hoes, Howls, he's, hoes, these, dems, dozes. He's barely making 50% of his uh, kicks. He did kick the big one against Illinois, but to your point about play calling, given the fact that he struggled, will we see them be more aggressive in fourth and short situations, third and six, instead of running? Maybe just say, look, we've got the issues here. Let's just go for it. Let's make it happen. We got a guy that's the record setter quarterback here.
8: Yeah, I mean, he's missed a few. Extra points last I checked as well. (laughs) So um, I hope locks, you know, lets loose a little bit with the offense this week. Um, I'd still love to see more play action. Maybe a little more Leah with his feet. Short passing, quick hitting, screen slants, you know, jet sweeps. We need to see some more misdirection. You know, they don't have the offensive line to just power through in the run game. <laughs> um, though they'll all be back this week. Um, so play to your strengths, open things up a little, take a few more shots, but maybe, you know, use a short passing game to set up the run. Hemby's been underutilized. We know what McDonald and Littleton can do as well. And the other good news is their star sophomore, former four star running back Ramon Brown is finally off the injury list this week too. So, you got a lot of guys back there who can tote the rocks. So, let's see what they can do um, and maybe do something emphatic and blow somebody out like they're supposed to tomorrow and not have the fits and starts.
4: Keith Cavanaugh, terrapintimes.com. By the way, good job name dropping. O-A-R.
8: Mark is great. They're tremendous. Local guys. We can go on and on and on.
4: Maybe they can be the creed to Maryland uh, making a long run there. You know what I'm saying? There you go. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. take care. Keith Cavanaugh, Puka shells, beads. uh, Who's this guy? Uh, Neil Young, which I don't think we've ever satisfied his wants and needs for that but when we come when we come back we'll satisfy your wants and needs with Nolan mcgraw mr electricity with the funhouse news from the nets coming up top of the hour going to hear more from todd munkin going to hear from mike mcdonald if you want to join us you can ravens are big favorites at arizona we talk about trap games i don't believe in trap games Because when you lose, you kind of just lose, right? It's not like somebody you fall into a pit of misery or an anvil comes out of nowhere and traps you. You kind of self inflicted stuff. Yes.
3: At the stadium,
1: Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the
7: left, dear one, serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you,
1: Calpernia? Amy, post up in the bleachers. You're all covered! Yeah. The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together
3: is on 1057 The Fan.
4: OAR. Big Terps fans, apparently. Yeah. According to Keith Cavanaugh. Big fans of Keith Cavanaugh. That's all you need to know about them. Pick a song. We'll play it. 410-583-1057. News from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Bob Haney, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw is here. Nolan, before we get to the Funhouse World Series Starts tonight, game one, a game you can hear on the fan. We'll talk to Bob Nightgale about that later in the show. Diamondbacks going with Zach Gallon. He's had a rough postseason against Nathan Avaldi, who's been outstanding so far in the playoffs. Your rooting interest in this one is what?
6: Well, I'm all in on the Diamondbacks. I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks, and I think game one's key for them. Nathan Avaldi's been on fire this postseason. The Orioles saw it firsthand when he eliminated them. Closed that was game out. three. Uh, But he hasn't had a misstep yet this postseason. And a little teaser, we'll get to that during buy or sell, his stats this postseason. But Zach Gallen, pretty damn good in his own right. So if they can take game one... I think they'll be setting up uh, pretty nicely. The Rangers have been outstanding
4: on the road as they made it to the Fall Classic. Arizona coming out of nowhere to make it here. They win two in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. to send themselves to the Fall Classic. We got that game and all of your World Series fun here on 105.7 The Fan. Nolan, you're you're a philosophy
6: on trap games, no matter the sport is what. Well, I do believe they exist, whatever label you want to call them They're real. I mean, it's professional sports. They can say all the right things. Oh, we don't play down to our competition. It happens. All right. It wouldn't be a trend if it didn't happen. So uh, I do think the Ravens take care of business. I'll start by saying that. Uh, But it's always going to be there in the back of your head, right? If things start a little slow, we're all going to be kind of saying, oh, is this going to be another Colts game, another Steelers game? Because I said after those two, this early season schedule for the Ravens was actually pretty favorable compared to the back half of the schedule. Mm-hmm. And they've already exhausted their mistakes, in my opinion. Yeah. They need to start building up a lot of equity because those tough matchups in December that are going to make or break your season, you know, you can't be going into those games saying, man, we absolutely have to win this one if we want to make the playoffs.
4: I think and we talked about it earlier before we get to the funhouse over the next five, which starts against Arizona, if they do four and one, say, they pretty much solidify playoff status. And if they can get through Cleveland and Cincinnati, I think the division is pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. and There's four right there.
3: I just don't think Watson's going to be back for a while, Bob. And then that defense, you know what's going to happen with the defense is they're going to wear out. Because, you know, I mean, the only way that they can win is defense got to pitch a
6: perfect game. Well, the good news is those games are in Baltimore. And we said that at the time that, hey, how great is it that you beat the Bengals on the road, you beat the Browns on the road. Now, you know, the pressure's on them. They got to come to Baltimore, and that's a must-win game for them. It's v 1057
4: The Fam we'll door picks for week eight later in the show right now, Funhouse. Quick draws, Funhouse.
1: In the I-O-K-A, the rudeness, tunness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812.
7: I like that quick straw.
3: 1057
6: The Fan. We'll start here with Jay and Essex talking a little boxing tomorrow's I guess big fight, if you want to call it that. Crossover fight is what sure, they call it. Sure, that's a MMA. better way to put it. And yeah. he says, Jay says, uh, Francis has zero chance of winning, no boxing background. An amateur boxer simply cannot beat the world heavyweight champion, uh, just like a boxing champion can't beat the best of the best in MMA uh, unless they have some sort of hidden grappling background. I won't pay for the fight. I'll catch the replay on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm not
4: paying for it, but to the text, which is Jay. If they're in the octagon, Fury's done in, what, less than a minute? As soon as he gets them on the ground, it's over. But in the ring, this lasts more than three rounds, just like infamously way back when with Mayweather and, and uh, Conor McGregor, if he keeps him around. Now, Tyson Fury's still in his prime. But if he goes out there and just one hand, right hand, bombs him in 30 seconds... Then this crossover uh, appeal disappears. So he's going to carry him for a little while until he annihilates him. I well, that's a think. bad look for Fury, though, isn't it? To let him hang around? Yeah. I think we all kind of know. the Look, Muhammad Ali did Antonio Ioki, who was a kick wrestler boxer. And for fifth, Muhammad Ali, we're talking about and this guy just laid on the mat and kicked him in his leg for 15 rounds. <laughs> it was like, what the hell is this? So, you know, this guy, Ingano, and I've seen him. And he can punch for MMA with them little gloves. He blasts away. It's lights out. But he's going to get drilled. The hand speed of a true boxer versus uh, a guy that has some boxing its It's like night and day. This doesn't last long unless Fury lets it last long. The the sidebar of this or the side show is Tyson Fury's dad and Mike Tyson. Or, the irony of it is Tyson Fury's named after Mike Tyson. And now Tyson Fury's dad is fighting it's so <laughs> we where, where's Luke and Laura because it's becoming very soap
6: opera like it's starting to resemble WWE yes, more than it is. boxing. I'm yeah.
4: waiting for uh Triple H to power bomb somebody.
6: Uh, how about a couple here on last night's game? Uh, first one here, Texter says, "Is it just me or did Al Michaels sound like he was already asleep <laughs> by the time that hail mary pass by Mayfield was in the air?" Well, uh, I didn't hear Al's call because I
4: was asleep. That. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to Al Michaels, he's in his seventies now. I think like mid seventies too. But I mean, you're getting paid like you're still in your your heyday, so at least act like. I don't see any chemistry,
6: by the way, between he, him and her. It you know, is not happen. On and one last one here from Mike says, it's funny how we act like Josh Allen is having some sort of down year and Lamar is on the upswing after last week. Their stats are almost identical with Allen having more passing yards, obviously. Lamar, more rushing yards. But overall, Allen, more touchdowns, rushing and passing combined.
3: Allen has more interceptions, I think. Hey, and... Well, Lamar probably has more fumbles, but the thing about it is, is I think over the last three weeks that Lamar's been pretty consistent. Allen, Allen's kind of up and down, and the other big thing is, is Lamar's got a lot better defense than Josh Allen does.
4: Are you buying this Josh Allen's overrated nonsense no. that's flying out here? No, he's one of the f- five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Be a lot of people who would like him. Hey. If your team say the Jets or the Raiders mm-hmm. or the Packers, you would take Josh Allen in a freaking heartbeat to be your quarterback. By the way, he's completing almost 72% of his passes. But he does have eight picks. So he is he gets a little friendly. He's lost two fumbles himself, too. So he's that guy. But you can ride him. You can ride him big time. The issue with the Bills is they made the playoffs. Then they went up a level to the championship game. Then they lost that epic game to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And they went quietly at home last year to Cincinnati. So, where exactly are they in the window? area, if we talk about windows here. It's video at 80, seven, The fan. What's the Ravens window for a Super Bowl? News of the Nets coming up next. We'll count that weekend money at 1215 by herself. Howard Balzer, longtime NFL writer, joins us at 1230. Covers the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be joining us at 1230. Kyler Murray's been practicing fully, but he's not going to play. When does he return? And is Marquise Brown going to be an attractive trade chip here in the
0: next few days?